Welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of Breaking Down Barriers, a podcast for entrepreneurship community practitioners. This podcast is a production of Startup Space, an entrepreneurship community building platform. I'm your host, David Ponraj. We're launching this podcast to highlight the stories of everyday community leaders who break down barriers to entry for underserved and underrepresented entrepreneurs. We believe in equitable and inclusive access to the tools and resources needed to start a business. In this podcast, we speak with some of the leading voices in the field of inclusive entrepreneurship and learn from their best practices to apply in our own communities as practitioners. Today, we're speaking with Danielle Patterson, who is a director at the Seedcore Foundation. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you, David, for having me. I appreciate it. So, Danielle, could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? What is your history, uh, how you got into entrepreneurship, and why does this work matter? So, a little bit about me. Um, I'm the director of the Seacore Foundation, as you said. Um, I got I got into this work because I come from a background of entrepreneurship. So, my husband and I started a business about ten years ago, and so we we've experienced um, the challenges that can face entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs that don't come through academia. And can you share a little bit about the work that you do? What does the Seacore Foundation do? So the Seedcore Foundation is a private foundation um, that focuses on education, entrepreneurship, and local charities. I primarily focus on Kite, which is the current initiative for talent and entrepreneurship. It's a public-private partnership between Seedcore Foundation and the current Economic Development Corporation. So Kite has been operating um, essentially over the last two years. And so we're a pretty new initiative to the county. Um, and our, our primary focus is supporting entrepreneurs through giving them access to tools and then connecting them to local resources. And tell me a little bit about the types of entrepreneurs that work in your community and what types of businesses get started. So we we have uh, Kern County is a pretty robust oil and ag um, community. We also have an aerospace sector um, and then another kind of budding sector would be the food industry. Um, we have a new tech sector that's that's uh, up and coming, um, but we have primarily, I would say, Main Street businesses. And what does starting a business look like uh, in Kern County? How easy do you think it is to start a business? How easy is it? I, I think it can be challenging. Um, one, a lot of our entrepreneurs, and I'm sure a lot of communities uh, across the United States see this, especially in Main Street businesses, you know, you have the budding Instagram businesses. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are not coming through typical channels and maybe don't have the background or the knowledge, um, but they have a passion and drive. And so that's that's what I'm focused on and excited about supporting is supporting the entrepreneurs with passion and drive. But it, it can be a challenge. So we recently had a report that came out. The Brookings Institute and the Kauffman Foundation came out and did um, a study for us, and they showed that only 29% of jobs um, in current firms last beyond uh, three quarters, so nine months. So it, it can be a challenge. We have a lot of startups. Um, an earlier report showed that we were about fifth um, in startup activity, but, but the longevity of the jobs and the businesses um, don't last. So, so it can be challenging. And why do you think that is? Why, why do you think, is it, is it a universal problem? Um, when you talk to your entrepreneurs, what do they say are some of the biggest challenges they face? Uh, well, so Brookings identified a lack of resources um, as a primary 
cause for the challenges. When we're talking to entrepreneurs, it's a lot of connectivity. You know, they're not plugged into some of the local resources or they haven't established a network of fellow entrepreneurs that understand the journey that they're on. And when we talk about uh, access to resources and connectivity, that's something that we see play out uh, around the country. Um, and some of the challenges that we see are because not from the lack of resources, it's from the resources not talking to each other. Do you see that, that same problem in your community? Yes. Um, so having a siloed ecosystem, and I'll speak kind of from personal experience on this. When when my husband and I started a business 10 years ago, we didn't come through academia. It really, it was entrepreneurship out of need. Um, and we kind of fell into it. We didn't come with, you know, a business plan. There was not some long-term thinking in it. it. It was something that we made a quick decision as a family based on need. But we were not aware of the local resources available. And we hear that from a lot of the entrepreneurs in our community as well. So connectivity, um, cohes- cohesiveness, and collaboration. Um, I've been reading up on the community-based asset approach um, of supporting entrepreneurs, which I will say personally, I subscribe to. Um, it's important for the organizations to collaborate, to work together, and it's that communication um, that is so vital because really it's it's not about us. It's about the entrepreneurs. I, I am not one that has any concern if anyone knows my name or knows the work that I'm doing. What's important to me is that the entrepreneurs are getting the support systems that they need and that their dreams and goals can thrive. I'd like to kind of, dive a little deeper into this topic because you have both perspectives. You support entrepreneurs, but you've also been an entrepreneur yourself. And that's a very unique perspective to have. You know, what you're saying resonates with me because I'm a small business owner. I've been a small business owner before and I've always run into roadblocks. Uh, Usually, you know, you do some research, you find an organization. If they're not the right fit, there isn't a strong referral process or there isn't a strong Uh, mesh in the community and therefore based on who you talk to you might get very different uh, support which should not be the case can you tell me like at the heart of it what do you think is the reason why uh, why communities are so disjointed this is a hard one to answer david um why communities are so disjointed i think one it's focus um organizations have to be focused on the entrepreneurs not their metrics, not funding that may be attached to the organization or to how many clients they serve. Um, focus, I, I think, is a key, a key reason. Really, we have to be, we have to really think about what the entrepreneurs need. It, it can't be about our organization. Um, any of the work that I do through Kite, it can't be about Kite. It has to be about supporting the founders. Um, communication between the organizations. It, we've seen a challenge. Thankfully. It, Over the last, really, I would say over the last six months, we've seen kind of growth in that area. Um, And I'm proud to say that Kite really has championed that, that we're really focusing on pulling the organizations together, not seeing this as a competitive ecosystem. We're really working together to support the founders. And and I I experienced that um, myself as, as a founder. We really struggled, my husband and I, in the first few years of our business, we we had some things come at us that we didn't really know how to navigate. So when we first started our business, we had an opportunity to get investors in. Um, I didn't know much about the investing process at the beginning. 
And so we didn't, we didn't move forward with that. Now, whether that hurt or helped our business, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I can't really say, unfortunately. Um, but having that, whether it be an organization or a referral process that would have guided us um, to make some of those decisions rather than having to make them on our own with limited experience at that time um, would have been extremely helpful. And and I agree, it's a very hard question to answer. Uh, speaking from some of the work we've done in cities, what we've found is that sometimes organizations tend to be siloed because they all feel like they're competing for the same pool of money. Absolutely. Or, right? That's That's something that's always come to the forefront. The other one is that they feel like they're competing because they all do the same kind of work. Even though there is enough differentiation, sometimes they feel like they're competing because they have the same type of work, they have the same type of workshops, or they're all trying to get to the same entrepreneurs. When what we found is that uh, all you know, rising tides uh, raise all boats, right? Absolutely. Where if, where if the money comes into the ecosystem, actually everybody benefits from it. Um, what are some things, programs that that Kite offers that that can help small businesses uh, with this challenge of navigating the ecosystem? So one of one of the things that um, we offer, so a startup space, has been pivotal for us, uh, connecting entrepreneurs to the resources and really pulling them into one system and trying to break down those silos. We we see startup space very much as a collaboration. We don't hide our hub, and we're we're happy to share it with who whatever organization is interested in utilizing it. Um, we have made some of the fe- features forward facing um, and available to other organizations that they can embed into their website. Um, so that's one of the ways that we're doing it. The other way that we're doing it, um, especially in Kern County, so Kern County is about eighty four hundred square miles, and so we have a lot of rural communities outside of our metropolitan area. And uh, through conversations with some of the members of those rural communities, they, they feel very isolated um, from the support services. So we, we have one town, for instance, that could have to travel up to 80 miles just to get to our metro- metropolitan area. So they don't have the same access as someone that lives in the greater Bakersfield area. And so what Kite is doing is we're, we're launching a co-starters program in these rural communities um, as well as identifying what we're calling trusted messengers. Um, so those are members of their community that work in their community, have intrinsic knowledge of that town and, and you know the culture of the town. And having them provide feedback and input into the Bakersfield area so that Kern County really can be an inclu- inclusive ecosystem. And inclusive for me is, is really reaching out to the entrepreneurs of our whole county. And because a lot of our county is in rural, um, the cultures are different. And so learning the needs of those communities and kind of pulling that back into Bakersfield and supporting across the entire county. And talking about rural entrepreneurs, they have you know their own challenges compared to uh, urban entrepreneurs in that there isn't the density of resources available to them. There isn't also, in some cases, like you said, proximity is also a challenge. Can you speak to some of uh, other than co-starters, if there are other ways in which you help rural entrepreneurs, the reason I'm asking is because a lot of our practitioners work in the Midwest where there is a lot of rural communities. And I think, you know, if there are any best practices, I think that could be really helpful. Uh, communication for us is going to be key. 
um, learning about those communities, talking with members of those communities, um, not walking in with the idea or the preconceived notion that you understand the dynamic of the, of the community and the culture. Um, so communication for us is a large one. And, and we're still in the process of launching um, co-starters in our rural communities. And so it's, it's a learning opportunity for us um, as well. So, but we're, we're excited to see where it goes. We already have members in those communities that have identified and, and kind of established an excitement for building those gaps um, between our metropolitan area and our rural community. Let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurs. Do you have a couple of stories you can share with us, Danielle, about entrepreneurs that faced crisis at the start of the pandemic and have found a way through it or other success stories of your entrepreneurs? We're still navigating COVID with being in California. You know, our the environment is ever changing. And so what we've seen is obviously uh, Main Street businesses have been largely impacted. Um, thankfully, there's been uh, statewide, federal, and, and countywide um, grant opportunities that have been beneficial. One thing that I will say is kind of meeting with other resource organizations, um, they really have, have stepped up and have been um, fantastic in supporting uh, entrepreneurs within the COVID environment. Uh, I, I can speak for one that I deeply appreciate, and that's our Women's Business Center. Uh, we recently had a a fast pitch and Norma Dunn, who is the executive director of the Women's Business Center, she came with so much knowledge and support systems of, of grant opportunities that are still available for small businesses that have been impacted by COVID. And so it's those collaborations that are so important um, because where Norma excels um, and has a deep understanding of the grant opportunities, um, that benefits the entire ecosystem. So like you said, you know, all, high tide rises all ships. Um, working together between the organizations to support our entrepreneurs, whether they're struggling just because they've reached stagnant growth or, or due to COVID, um, knowing what each resource organization is doing um, and, and maybe where there's gaps that, you know, either Kite or another organization can fill is vital. Can you talk to us about some of your long-term plans and uh, your success metrics? Uh, I know that this work, and when we talk to some of the veterans in ecosystem building, they talk about work that takes decades to be able to measure outcomes. Do you all have some short-term goals and long-term goals that you put together on how you want to see your community grow? So I, I agree with work taking decades, and I'm, you know, I'm fairly new um, in this work, uh, especially through Kite. So Kite's only two years old, and and that. Um, it's really been two years of learning, I'll say. We started with goals that were very high level um, and, and probably overshot our goals quite a bit. We, we wanted to do uh, incubators and accelerators, and we had all of these great ideas, um, but didn't really step back and look at the needs of our community. And, and COVID forced us to slow down, which was actually really good because we got an opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one with the the entrepreneurs in our community and really learn their needs. So right now our, our primary goals and um, short-term goals, it's, it's really going to be fostering a collaborative ecosystem and developing relationships with our fellow support organizations. And that, that I have been heavily focused on is developing those relationships so that we have 
an ecosystem that really is working together. Startup space is part of our, our short-term goals and um, really getting the entrepreneurs into startup space so that that community can build. Um, and then moving a lot of our programming into the rural communities is where our, our main focus is. And, and like I said earlier, um, access, you know, geographical restrictions is can be a hindrance to those small businesses seeking support and, and getting the resources that they need. So our primary focus within Kite um, when it comes to programming is going to be directed in the rural communities, whereas in the greater Bakersfield region, it really is just providing an, a community of entrepreneurs, resource organizations that we can start to foster those relationships. Can you talk to me a little bit about just within uh, Bakersfield, are there uh, any type of industries that are uh, that are unique to your area, just in terms of trying to get a better sense of place? Like, what is Bakersfield uh, and the greater Kern County known for? So oil and ag. Um, we have a, a robust energy sector. Um, you know, California, I believe right now is sitting at uh, number six in the nation for oil output. Um, Kern County is, is the primary hub for oil production. Um, in California. So we have a, a very large energy sector. If you look at our um, employment opportunities, the energy sector makes up a large uh, portion of that. We're also an agricultural community. And so that those are the dynamics of Kern County. However, that's shifting, um, especially within the energy sector. And so we are seeing more budding industries. Um, we do have a robust aerospace, and that's going to be more on the outskirts, um, Mojave. So Mojave within Kern County is focused on uh, the aerospace industry. And let's talk a little bit about uh, more economic development type uh, focus. So around uh, housing and also uh, around uh, employment. Can you, uh, do you all have any kind of involvement in overall economic development of the region? Kite does not, but Kite is a private public partnership um, with the current Economic Development Corporation. And Richard Chapman, who is the president of current EDC, sits on KITE's uh, governance committee. Um, so KITE really isn't focused on that. Um, we're, we're kind of the third leg of economic development, which is entrepreneurship. So that's our strong focus. Okay, that, that makes sense. Can you also talk a little bit about, uh, and I'm going to shift focus a little bit to uh, what we call you know, practitioners of ecosystem building, if somebody is starting out in this field, if you had to look back at your own journey, what, what are some tips that you would give somebody that is starting out as an ecosystem builder or focused on entrepreneurship? That, that's a great question, David. And, and I'm not too far off from that. Um, I've been doing this work for two years now. And, and I, when I first started, I didn't even see myself as an ecosystem builder. Um, it, didn't understand the definition of the term or what I was doing. Uh, now that I've had two years in, um, communication is key. So I have taken uh, many opportunities to sit down with our Economic Development Corporation here locally um, to learn more about our county, about the economic makeup of our county, uh, and listening. So as, as a practitioner of this now, which is funny to even say, um, listening is going to be your biggest tool. Um, because walking in with notions that you may think you have an understanding of each entrepreneur's journey um, or even the economic makeup of your county or your area um, 
you're missing an opportunity. So that, that's been the biggest learning for me is, is just really sitting and listening um, and absorbing as much information as you can, but also taking the guidance of other communities. Um, I've had the opportunity of meeting with ecosystem builders um, across the country and, and learning what they're doing, seeing opportunities that they've had in either you know, growth or missteps, um, getting an opportunity to learn from their experience um, has been important for me. Yeah, that's so powerful and yet so simple. I think that uh, that's something that I'm personally working really hard at is listening more because uh, I think that that really helps us better understand uh, who we work with um, and uh, communication overall, I think is so important, um, especially we are in, as we're in the work of, of building our relationships and uh, we're in the people business, uh, right? Absolutely. So uh, I think that that's a great nugget. Uh, one other question for practitioners what are some resources, Danielle, that you have been able to access? I think you and I might have met at the eShip Summit. We did. Yeah, it's been so long ago. I was racking my brain for that. Um, what are some other resources? I think you had mentioned a book that you're reading. What are some other resources? Uh, a lot of our audience are practitioners that are, are emerging or entering into the field. Uh, you know, I think these resources are very valuable for them. Well, the, the eShip Summit um, was a great opportunity. And, and like you said, that was quite a while ago. And so that was one of my first conferences um, that I attended uh, that was speaking on this topic. Um, so I had the pleasure of meeting you and, and getting connected to Startup Space. Um, a book that I'm reading uh, is Beyond Collision. Beyond Collision has been a great resource for me because it really shifts the focus of, of economic development, really being um, for all founders. It's not just, you know, those high growth firms, the unicorns, as they call them. It, it really is focusing on all businesses of all sizes. Um, it, and I've also done, uh, there's been a conference for rural community ecosystem builders um, that has been important for me. Um, Kaufman Foundation has been a great resource. Um, it's signing up to their newsletter, subscribing the information that comes through um, the Kaufman Foundation has has been vital um, for my growth and understanding within economic development as a, and as an ecosystem builder. And uh, before we wrap up, uh, if people want to learn about your work and if they want to follow the work that Kite is doing and the work you're doing, how can they reach you? Uh, so they can go to our website. Um, it's gokite, K-I-T-E dot org. Um, and they can they can email me directly at info at gokite.org as well. Awesome. We'll have some of these uh, in the notes to the podcast. So um, if you all want to reach out to Danielle, you can go to the notes of this podcast and be able to get this information there as well. Uh, Danielle, it's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, you've all started on this wonderful journey that we can't wait to follow and see and learn from. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, David. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Down Barriers, a podcast for entrepreneurship community practitioners, hosted by David Ponraj. Special thanks to Danielle Patterson for joining us. Show notes and cover art by creative director Jackie Dietrich. Edited and produced by Lauren Bernard. If you'd like to suggest interviewees, new topics, or just want to reach out, 
please email us at podcast at startupspace.app. All Breaking Down Barriers episodes are available on our website or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe for all the latest updates. 